0: circumcision has always been a really big deal for the Jewish people. There's another awkward transition, huh? (laughs) And we have the kids in here today. They weren't supposed to be in here today, so I'm sorry, parents. You might have to have some explaining to do a little bit later. Bear with me, though. In ancient times, every male baby that was born to Jewish parents would be circumcised when he was eight days old. But it all changed when Jesus came. We took a look at this verse last week, and I I want to take a look at this verse again, John 13, 34. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. When Jesus said that, everything changed. Everything changed. Now, I want to bring you back culturally to to kind of what they were dealing with back there when, when Jesus came on the scene. There was the Old Testament. Most of us know there's an Old Testament and a New Testament. Jesus basically was writing the New Testament because the New Testament starts when he was born. But prior to that, the Old Testament, what they had to deal with was a lot of rules and a lot of laws. Jesus set us free from the, rule, from the rules, excuse me. Uh, Jesus set us free from the rules. But then he calls us to follow one rule. Love each other. A lot of people call this the law of love. Or the great commandment. One thing Jesus said is to love each one another, And then after he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, Jesus' disciples began to immerse themselves into how this radically changed the way they interacted with people and actually how they lived their own lives. In following Jesus, they no longer had to follow the law of the Old Testament. They followed the one commandment that Jesus told them to follow, and that was to love each other. And it was a tough transition for them. Like I said, in the Old Testament, all they needed to do was keep the law. And so they were pretty good at it. Peter had a struggle with that. If you remember, there's a story in the New Testament where Peter is visited by the Holy Spirit. Peter had a problem with Christians, Gentile Christians. Okay, there was two types of people, Jews and Gentiles. So now all these Gentiles were coming to know who Jesus was and they were becoming Christians and they were coming into the, the synagogues and the churches and underground churches and everything that they were setting up at the time. But Peter had a problem with them because they they liked to eat bacon. How many people like bacon? I love bacon. But Peter was having a problem with that and the Holy Spirit visited Peter in a dream and basically what the Holy Spirit did is showed Peter that Christians no longer had to follow the Jewish dietary laws. They could if they wanted to. They were free to do that if they, if they wanted to, but it, no longer were those dietary laws imposed upon people who were following Jesus. So we all can eat bacon from happy pigs, and we all say yay. Right? Yeah. Want some happy pig bacon on my breakfast plate. So that was Peter's struggle. But Jesus changed everything. He changed it and then Paul after Paul converted to Christ, the Holy Spirit revealed to Paul that circumcision was no longer a thing, especially for Christians, Christians who weren't born into the Jewish race. In fact, Paul waded into some pretty serious conflict with a lot of Jewish Christians at the time that were leaders that were insisting that Paul force all of his ministry partners and team members to be circumcised to prove that they were Christians and following Jesus. But Paul said, no way. And Paul gets pretty fired up about it too if you read some of the, the letters in the New Testament. He said, no way, I'm not going to impose those type of laws on believers. We don't have to anymore. Jesus gives us the freedom to choose. And you can read all about that in Galatians. I don't know how many of you have studied Galatians. I've read through it a few times. But Paul really gets fired up in Galatians about this. And we're going to camp out and read a couple verses in Galatians today. So imagine somebody came in here to connect church and started insisting that all of us follow the Jewish laws. All right? And maybe they go up to Christy and say, Christy, you have tattoos. You can't have tattoos anymore. You need to get those removed because God hates tattoos. Christy would do that snap thing and that head thing probably that girls do. I don't know. They, they ain't no way that happened. I don't know. I can't do it, but you know what I mean. Or maybe, man, maybe somebody comes up to Matt and says, Hey, Matt, you got a beard. Got to shave that thing, man. God hates beards. Or maybe to one of you ladies, maybe Becky, he comes up, this person, and says, You need to cover your head. God hates naked heads, Becky. What are you doing? It's crazy. How would we respond if somebody came in there and started imposing some of these Old Testament laws on us? We wouldn't wouldn't respond very well. We'd probably get ticked off. I'm going to talk about anger in a little bit, so that probably would happen. We would come unglued. This is what Paul's letter to the Galatians was all about. Paul got pretty fired up because he understood that Jesus set us free from the bondage of the law. Jesus set us free from the bondage of the law. And here's Paul's big idea in the letter. I'm gonna share that with you. Galatians 5.1, this is, this is Paul's big idea. So Christ has set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again into the slavery of the law. He said, make sure you stay free and don't get tied up with the bondage and slavery that's in the law. So our big idea today is this, you're free in Jesus. You are free in Jesus. But there's a follow-up question that I have for each one of us. That's the basis of where we're headed for the next few moments together. What are you going to do with that freedom? You're free. You're not bound by the law, but what are you going to do with that freedom? Paul uses the metaphor of sowing and reaping or planting and harvesting. What are you going to do with that freedom? I'm sure many of you are home gardeners. I know Gene loves to garden. Uh, we're not doing one this year, but boy, I tell you what, more than half of our marriage, which is over 35 years, we've planted a garden and we've done flowers or vegetables or whatever. Love gardening. Now, maybe some of you enjoy gardening too. You know, we're coming into the season now to where hopefully you got your seeds in the house and they're, they're starting uh, to do their seed thing, right? To be planted later on <laughs> in the garden, Right? all the germination and all that agricultural language that I have no idea what I'm talking about, so I'm not gonna. (laughs) But maybe this year, instead of just flowers and vegetables, maybe you wanna do something spicy, man. You wanna spice up your life and do peppers. Maybe you wanna do jalapenos or habaneros or serranos. I love peppers, man. Peppers are awesome. Maybe you wanna do those. So you're getting everything together. You're getting your your favorite flower seeds together. And and maybe you like sweet peas and you're going to grow some sweet peas. That would be awesome. And then you plant them and then you wish really hard that some of those sweet pea seeds will grow up to be jalapenos. (laughs) Man, you just really want those sweet peas to be jalapenos. And so you wish, you might even pray a little bit, you know, about it. How successful do you think you're going to be? Yeah, no, it's going to be sweet peas. You're going to be super disappointed. They're going to be sweet peas, all right? Let's go to Galatians 6 real quick. I have a point to that story. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest what you plant. You plant sweet peas, you're going to harvest sweet peas. You you plant habaneros, well, you're going to reap habaneros. That's what you're going to harvest. So although we are free, Paul warns us that how we use our freedom is going to determine what our harvest will be. I'm going to read that again. So although we are free, Paul warns us that how we use our freedom is going to determine what our harvest will be. Let's jump back into Galatians. We're going to go back into chapter 5 verse 13. It's up here on the board. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy or indulge your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to do what? To serve one another in love. Use that freedom to serve one another in love. Man, that's a great thought. So when you serve you're truly free. And serving is not slavery. Serving one another is freedom because we're free to serve one another in love. Great thought by Paul. Awesome thought. Paul is telling us that we can use our freedom one of two ways. The first way we could use our freedom is to indulge in the sinful nature. Loving and and yielding to self-desires and indulging ourselves. Or, we could serve one another in love. Loving and yielding to others and serving them. Now, this is the third message that we have in our series called Serve. And we're going to see what happens in each one of these cases when you indulge the sinful nature or you serve one another in love. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one, indulging the sinful nature. What is that all about? What's indulging the sinful nature? Well, Paul talks about that in verses 19 through 21, and I'm going to read that. Galatians 5, 19 through 21, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, here's the results. They're very clear, Paul says. Sexual immorality. Impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, I talked about anger before, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties. And if he hasn't named enough, he goes, and all the other sins like this. So if you're like me, and you're looking at this list, some of those are probably jumping out at you. I've been there. I've indulged indulged my fleshly nature. I've been envious of people before. I don't think I've done sorcery, but I've been jealous. I've had outbursts of anger. So some of those things probably are popping out at you off that list. That's indulging, indulging the sinful nature. He goes on to say, let me tell you again, as I have before that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Anybody that's living that sort of life, indulging the flesh, is not going to inherit the kingdom of God. Why? Why do you think he says something like that? Paul says that we won't inherit the kingdom of God if we use our freedom that way. Well, I believe it's because these behaviors aren't loving. Jesus' one command was to love one another, not love yourself. We talked a little bit about self-esteem and others' esteem before in this series. You're not supposed to hate yourself, but you're not supposed to prefer to love yourself above other people, right? We're supposed to have a healthy love for ourselves, but we're supposed to be others' esteeming, not self-esteeming all the time. And if you think about it, these behaviors not only hurt others that are around us, but they hurt ourselves as well. All of those behaviors have a price to pay at the end of the day. And the price is not good. The price is hurting yourself. So that's number one, indulging the sinful nature. And I think most of us understand what that's all about. Number two on your outline is serving one another in love. That's the other choice. Serving one another in love is the other option. Well, let's take a look and see what Paul has to say about that. In Galatians 5, he goes on in 22 through 23. He says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So that's, that's the other side. That's the other thing. So you can choose to indulge your sinful nature or you can choose to serve one another in love. And when you serve one another in love, those are the things that we will be produced in your life. The Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit will be cultivated and that's what you're going to harvest. Because remember, we talked about what you plant or what you sow is what you're going to harvest, right? So if you sow to your sinful desires, that's going to lead to destruction. But if you sow to loving one another, the harvest is going to be, the fruit that's produced by the Holy Spirit in your life. I made mention earlier that Pastor Russ is our main main pastor down in Bozeman, one church, two locations, and he told me a story this week, and uh, it was really interesting. Russ used to be on staff in Great Falls uh, many, many years ago, and that's where Gene and I first met him and his wife, Chris, and probably about 13 or 14 years ago, he was pursuing a master's degree in divinity and theology and church organization and all that stuff. And one of the classes that he was involved in was called spiritual formation class. I don't even know what that is. The spiritual formation class. But what Russ was saying is that he was to evaluate the evidence of the fruit of the Holy Spirit in his life. You know, on the surface it doesn't seem too bad, right? Okay, I'll go ahead and do a an ev- self-evaluation. You know, sometimes we're a little bit harder on ourselves, sometimes we're a little bit more lenient on ourselves, it's just, but it all kind of works out in the wash, right? So he evaluated himself and then you know what else he had to do is he had to give the evaluation to his boss, to his secretary and to his wife the three people in his life that knew him the best. And they were to do an evaluation as well. Well, the report came back. He's all excited, opened up the envelope, and guess what it said? It said some things according to this, this, that Russ tended to be a little harsh. He tended to be demanding. He tended to be unkind sometimes in certain situations. That's an eye-opener to see that evaluation report. But it was a good thing. You know, Russ didn't get mad. What his next thing to do was is develop an action plan to develop this fruit in his life, which was gentleness. That's the fruit that needed to be developed in his life. And that, like I said, that was some 13-odd years ago, and he still is developing gentleness in his life. So he took a look at how he interacted with people and he started to develop a plan to change. Now, none of us are perfect. If we all did that evaluation, there would be things that we needed to develop in our lives, obviously. But it was a really really eye-opening experience for him. And he said this, He changed the focus of his life from serving his own desires to serving others. I think when we shift that focus in our lives, we will see the fruit of the Holy Spirit being developed in our lives as well. Galatians 6, I'm going to read just a couple more verses here as we get to the the closing of our time here. the teaching. Galatians 6, 7, the, the rest of that verse, you will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. I love the encouragement that Paul gives to this church and to us as believers today. He knows that there is a struggle. He knows that there's two decisions that we can make. We can indulge our sinful nature or we can choose to love one another. We can serve one another in love. And he's encouraging us to choose to serve one another in love. Whenever you have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially those of the family of faith. So today, I'm gonna ask each one of us or I'm gonna invite us to serve one another in love. Every year what we do is we do like a, a promotion for our ministry teams here at Connect. And today's a little bit different of a Sunday. I know many visitors are here today and you're probably thinking, great, it's like coming to church for a missionary uh, speaker, right? <laughs> today is a little different than normal because we're going to encourage those that call yourself Connectors to get involved, to join a ministry team here at Connect. Now, I want to be totally honest. It's not out of guilt, please. This is not a guilt trip, it's because we're free to choose. That was the whole point of today's lesson, is we're free to serve. There's no slavery, there's no bondage, there's no guilt here at Connect. But we want to highlight some ministry opportunities so that if you want to get involved, if you would like to get involved, you know what those opportunities are, and you understand who the people are that are in charge of those different ministry areas. We want, you to get, we want to give you an opportunity to plant your freedom in serving others. There's a great opportunity for you to invest in the future harvest of Connect. So I'm gonna ask my wife Jean to bring me the computer because I had a little malfunction this week. I was supposed to have brochures available for us and uh, I had a little bit of a stressful weekend with a printer and a computer. Um, but I didn't do any outburst of anger. I just got super frustrated. So I need to use the computer here to go through this next thing. All right, so I'm gonna ask the leaders to come up in these different areas so you can see who they are. I have tables along the side, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna introduce all the leaders, we're gonna talk a little bit about their needs. And then we're going to go into a time of, of next steps and prayer. And then after we're released today, uh, feel free to go over there. The leaders will be in the back. Uh, you can sign up. You can also sign up on your connection card if you're not uh, if you have to take off early today and you don't have time to hang around. So please feel free to sign up on your card. But there are sign-ups going to be available over there. Uh, the first person I want to ask to come see is Jackie Strickland. Give it up for Jackie Strickland. Yay! So Jackie, what she does here around Connect is she leads our prayer team. I have a microphone available. I'm not gonna have all the leaders share if they don't want to. But Jackie, you wanna come up front real quick so they can see who you are? Jackie's uh, part of the prayer team. (laughs) And she's coming, I I know she is. We didn't rehearse this, it's evident, right? (laughs) So this is Jackie Strickland. How you doing today, Jackie? Good. Good. So tell me, what do you do for the prayer for Connect right now, currently?
1: what i do right now is i take all of your prayer requests and your praise reports as well and i um pray over them and i also um, enter them into an email and i send them out to the rest of the prayer team and together we pray over your prayer requests and we also go to god and thank him for what he is doing there's been lots of answered prayers that i've noticed since i've started um praying over the prayer requests and um so we just pray over you we we Um, agree with you. And we also go to God and we thank him for what he's doing in your life.
0: Yeah. So that's awesome. So give it up for Jackie. That's what she does. It's great. And, and we've talked recently to have a little more of a prayer, uh, not emphasis, but a presence at different times throughout the week. So if you're a prayer warrior and you'd like to, you have some ideas of what you think the prayer team, uh, some good ideas for the prayer team to expand in the future, right? I know we've talked about that a little bit. So come and see Jackie, sign up to be a part of the prayer team and we'll see where God leads the prayer team in the future. Thank you, Jackie. So she'll be available after our service time together. Uh, the next one is greeters, and that would be my wife, Jean. So come on forward, Jean. Give it up for Jean as she's walking here. So we are in a development phase of maybe restructuring a little bit and reorganizing and renaming. Uh, the greeters now, uh, the new name is going to be hosts. Oh Isn't that nice? I didn't even know that. Yeah, this is new information. We're hosts. It's going to be hosts. So you like to host. Maureen, now you're a host. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that great? All right, so uh, you wanna say just a little bit about what greeters do and then maybe a need that you have. Sure,
1: um, the greeters greet you when, they, when you come into the door there at the front. Um, the hosts, the hosts, now see, all this new stuff. Um, Just so so you have a smiley, happy face when you walk in the door so you can come in and not say, oh, my goodness, where do I need to go? They help to direct you. And if there's anything that Bob needs handed out, um, they'll do that also. So I do have some needs. Um, We have another family that is moving because of the military. I love the military. We're, you know, retired military, but they take people away. So um, I do need some extra greeters. So if you're interested, you can just come and meet me out in the back.
0: Right. Excellent. Give it up for Jean. Thanks, Jean. Now, uh, if you want to be a host, uh, Jean's going to have her sign-up sheet back at her table. She has a special table for, for herself. Uh, next person is our arts director, which would be Christy Hale. She's in charge of worship arts and the arts in general. So give it up for Christy. Now, as we've talked about, we're going to be in a little bit of a transition time, but, you know, Christy's still, oh, I saw that little, the little (laughs) frowny face. Christy's still obviously going to help us till the end of the month, and, and I'll be getting with her to talk a little bit about a transition and stuff into May and stuff. So if you're interested in being a part of the worship arts uh you can come and talk to her so what what would be required if if i was a person that wanted to run slides for you on a sunday
1: all that's required is a heart for worship and heart heart for for jesus because you are so many things you can do even if you can't sing or can't play an instrument we need people to do probably one of the most important jobs which is change the slides so people know the lyrics um and we have people that do sound
0: and everything so I encourage you if you love worship to just jump in because there's a spot for everybody there you go so well oh, thank yeah. you yeah all right give it up for Christy <laughs> we do want to expand the band as well so if you have uh, a giftedness in music uh, whether it be an instrument or singing please come and see Christy as well we'll take those names and stuff too and we'll be in contact with you down the road uh, during our transition time uh, there is the cleaning team, but I don't think Zach's here today. Uh, Zach Door is—he's uh, part of the band. He also runs some tech stuff in the back, but he's in charge of our cleaning team. And so I know that Zach needs a little bit of help throughout the week. And, and Zach has it split up so that it really won't really won't uh, take more than a couple hours of your time. Uh, maybe it be, you know, twice a month, maybe once a month, it just kind of depends, but he has the facility broken up into different areas, so I know that uh, Zach really needs some help in the cleaning team. Uh, Connection Groups is next. I'm going to have Amber join us. She actually was running sound today. Look at that. The Girl of Many Hats. She's been up here the last, uh, I don't know, last probably month and a half at different times talking about connection groups, but uh, okay, connection groups, talk a little bit about connection groups, and then what would it need be?
1: Um, connection groups, their main purpose is for us to get together outside of church, because the church is not the building, it's us, so it's better to get together with all of our friends and fellowship and do Bible
0: studies. hmm yeah, that's true. And so right now we currently have three groups going officially, right? We have your worship group, you and Joey open up your house on Monday for worship. We have uh, a men's group that meets at 5.30 in the morning at uh, the Double Barrel Cafe on Wednesday mornings. And then Gene and I do a game time slash going deeper group Wednesday evening at 6.30. So... Yeah, and so we work in the semester, kind of the semesters platform. So this semester is gonna be ending at the end of the month. We take about a month break in between semesters. So then we're gonna be starting up again in June. Mm-hmm. And so if you wanna lead a group, or uh, if you have an idea to lead a group, come and see Amber. She's gonna be having a sign up over there, yep. and, right? Even if you don't know what you wanna lead, I have a few ideas available if anybody wants them. Awesome, we love your ideas, Amber. Thank you, give it up for Amber. Okay, we have a couple more areas I want to talk about. Connect Kids, Connect Kids area. Melissa Garten, give it up for Melissa. If you were with us last week, I kind of embarrassed her, although she wasn't here, but I used her as an example uh, as far as being uh, a servant and having a servant's heart. And so we just really appreciate you stepping into the position about a year ago, right? It's yep. been about a year now that Melissa took over. And so uh, I have a couple of needs here, and I know that I haven't shared this with you. Uh, a couple of needs would be in the nursery team members and a couple of teachers for kids' classes, because like we've talked about before, we want to expand the kids and break them up a little bit, right? So we want uh, the what is it, two to four year olds and five to nine, or somewhere around there. Want to talk. Talk a little bit about that. What we'd like to do going forward. We're just wanting to make a third classroom for kind of those in-between ages where they're, you know, more
1: preschool ages, so we can, you know, kind of fulfill their need to.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because it's tough to have that wide uh, age gap. Right. Right. That that wide age gap. Right. They're not quite ready for the lessons. We're upstairs, but need a little bit more than just playing with toys. Exactly. Cool. All right. So Melissa needs, uh, and I have it on my my card that it's an immediate need too, because we really want to get to the point where we can have two classrooms open plus the nursery. So if you feel that you would love to help out, you know, I'm thinking once a month, but if we have enough leaders, it could be once every five or six weeks, just depending on what happens, right? Mm -hmm. So the more the merrier and uh, it would be great. We'd have a couple teachers for each of the classrooms and then a couple of nursery workers as well. Um, If you're thinking, man, I can't lead a group I've never led, we use a very easy curriculum, right? I mean, everything is right there. So the prep time is minimal when you're going into the week, and everything's lined out there, and Melissa does a great job of getting with you guys and explaining uh, there's actually too much to do in the time that we have allowed for there each is. week. So, But you scale that down, and you work with the teachers and stuff like that. So, yeah, anything else you'd like to add? No, you said it. Awesome. All right, give it up for Melissa. She's going to be back there as well. All right, so last thing I want to talk about is Will Garten and the EDGE youth. So give it up for Will. All right. Talk a little bit about youth. Now, the, and once again, I have a couple needs down here, some more crew members. Um, and you guys are meeting now on Wednesday nights from 7 to about 8 30, right? Yeah,
1: between 8, between 8 and 8 30. Between 8 and 8 30. You
0: guys usually do something like a snack and then do some kind of a teaching. Usually you have some type of illustration and stuff involved. So, uh, explain a little bit of, of how the edge works on a weekly basis.
1: OK, so what we want to do is we get them together. We try to get them familiar with each other, uh, kind of break down the awkwardness a little bit. Um, and the way that we do that is we try to meet them where they are. Uh, we ask a lot of questions. We do a lot of open discussion stuff. And we try to have something that kind of, uh, whether it be multimedia, whether it be music, um, there's always food. We got to do food. I got to do food. So, um, But we, we do stuff that kind of teaches a practical lesson. Um, surrounding with kind of a theme and man these guys are these these kids are impressive what they can come up with and I just I'm always amazed at how much when you get them in that setting mm-hmm. and you start asking questions how much God really speaks to them in the thoughts that they express that you know maybe they haven't shared before, right? And uh, so great opportunity, great opportunity, yeah. and we like to do stuff that is, is really outward reaching, um, right? We're probably going to get back on the All Rocks Alive project again here soon. Um, so yeah, we,
0: we do a lot of fun stuff, cool. All right, give it up for Will, that's awesome. Thanks, Will. <laughs> All right, so Will will be available as well uh, afterwards, so think about that think about getting involved well once again i want to i want to reiterate this not is not out of guilt there's no guilt there's just love that was a phrase that pastor russ has adopted as a connect phrase for many many years no guilt just love remember we have the freedom to choose we have the freedom to choose to serve one another in love and that's the whole focus of today is to just serve one another in love and let you know that there's some needs around here and we would love you to be a part of a group going forward. I'm going to ask the band to come mm-hmm. forward now. And we're going, to, we're going to wrap up our time together and uh, then we'll give you opportunity. If you can stay and meet, if you're interested in maybe finding out a little bit more about a ministry area, we're going to have the leaders available over to my left, your right, so you can chat with them and sign up. If you have to take off, but you would really like to get involved, once again, remember to sign your connection card. There's a place down there for volunteering as well. But as we move into our last worship song, I, I want to go over something that we call next steps. We talk about this each week. It's on your connection card and then also on your, uh, on your notes. I talked about following Jesus right, right in the beginning. I talked about following Jesus in the beginning prayer. Maybe that's, maybe you did. Maybe you said that prayer with me today and you prayed that Jesus would change your heart. If that happened, Mark that little box there for me. The second next step I have is, you know what? I got to admit it, Bob. I've been indulging in my sinful nature a little bit. I need to repent today. I need to repent for that. Number three is I'm committing committing to cultivate the fruit of the Spirit through serving others. And then the last thought I have is I want to join a ministry team here at Connect. Once again, you can put that down and be specific today or just go over and talk with somebody, ministry lead. It takes all of us to come together as a family and serve one another in love to do a couple things. To provide a space here on Sunday so that when visitors come in or family and friends, maybe people that are de-churched, that's one of our target groups, people that maybe have been a part of a fellowship before but for whatever reason walked away maybe something happened you know I'm sure all of us who have been in church any length of time know that sometimes you get hurt in church and so that's the D church that's who we try to reach out not that we're perfect here either but we try to reach out to those that maybe have been hurt in the past that they find a place of healing here and a reconnection to the the body of believers. And then the other thing we do is we reach out to those that have never known Jesus before, the non-believer or the unbeliever. And so that's what we're about. And getting involved on Sundays here at the building helps us facilitate that. Getting involved during the week, maybe working with the youth. Or... Maybe just going to a connection group at first to kind of, you know, see what it's all about and then maybe leading one down the road. That's how we build a family of believers together. And so I'm just going to give you a moment to kind of think about that. And then we're just going to pray here in a second. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to freely serve, to freely serve one another in love. And I just love how Paul lines that out in Galatians, that it's not, it's not because we have to. We're not in bondage to all those laws and rules from the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, we're free to choose to serve. That's the freedom that we have. It's no longer because we have to, but it's because we want to. We want to be involved. We want to love one another and serve one another in love. And so God, I pray that you would help each one of us determine what that looks like in our lives. And I thank you so much for those that uh, have stepped up and volunteered over the last four and a half some odd years that we've been a campus here in Great Falls. Man, we've had some faithful volunteers over the years and I thank you so much for them. And I know that seasons change, things change. I know you've placed upon my heart just that 2019 is gonna be a a growing year for us here at Connect. And so as we grow, we're gonna we're gonna have an opportunity to have others come alongside and serve in different capacities here at Connect. And so I just thank you for that opportunity that we have in twenty nineteen. Thank you so much for your love for us and for our love for one another. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, let's stand up and let's worship with the band.